you've got to have something, not uh, something that you do as a couple or your brother, you know, it should be only for you. It's gonna, you're gonna wanna get up in the morning for. Martial arts is definitely gonna have been yours, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Hi, this is Mick Tully and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different because nine times out of ten, I have to pander to, you know, the the celebrity nature of Mm. our society where you always get somebody and he has to be well known. And if he isn't well known out there, he's at least well known in the martial arts world, right? But what I've done is I'm being really, really like just selfish here. Because I've been after Ooh. you for ages. Yeah. One of my dear... Time. Been on about it for ages. It's the one and only... Give him the drum roll. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the one and only Sean Robert Harvey. Yeah, I can feel Google going crazy right now. Yeah, they're all like... <laughs> All of that was in my past if anyone is searching that, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a different time. Right. Thank you for having me, Mick. I'm, I'm really excited, mate. And... Uh, Hey, I'm 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 the I'm the lucky one, right? I'm gonna give a little bit of a background here to how we actually met. Yep. First of all, met you up at Neil Simpkins. Yep. Doing BJJ. We've only ever we we did Carly once in the changing rooms, and then you refused to ever do anything <laughs> with me again, right? There's been a few incidences in car parks as well, <laughs> when, <laughs> where I've been uh, I've been either used as a for you to demo on, yes, or uh, you've been showing me stuff, and then down the rabbit hole we go, and mine's blown and stuff. So that's yeah. that's it. So we started off in the jujitsu, but we're, we're going to have to do the first bit anyway before we cool. really get into where I want to take of this course. anyway, if possible is martial arts why how where and when yeah cool so um real simple with me especially compared to a lot of your guests that you've already said but uh so five years old watching enter the dragon and the story actually is quite funny and i will mention it because it'll only do him uh, some justice but uh five years old watching enter the dragon i want to get involved with some of that to my mum and dad and i can tell you it was actually february 1991 and it, the reason I remember it so well is my brother was born that month, but also we had some terrible snow where we were. Yes. Right? We had some real bad snow. Not in, like, now where cars are capable of it. A little bit, uh, you know, you couldn't get around. And my dad actually walked. He saw an ad in the paper for a kickboxing school. My dad walks five miles there, five miles back to get me enrolled into this school. Uh, he gets back into the house and he says, I could have gone last week sort of thing, you know, and he'd been walking three hours to enrol me into this school. Oh, no. Some terrible snow. So get involved with kickboxing. Absolutely loved kickboxing. This was under, um, well, it was the Eka days. Right? Wow. So, so I was only with Sensei Dev yesterday. No, right. not yesterday, actually. Yep. Dev Barra and uh, prior to that, Howard Brown as well. Howard the uh, Hawk graded Brown. me, yep. Right. Did he? Yeah, they graded, both graded me up to uh, my black belt, I suppose it was. It was a black belt white tag then. Then I went in with uh, Paul Hennessy, who uh, got my yeah. first degree under Paul Hennessy. So that was cool. Kickboxing mad for many years. And then, uh, yeah, went into Jeet Kune Do. Uh, with one of your friends, Sonny, as I yeah. know, Sifu Sonny, who trained under Dave Carnell, I believe. He so did, that's yeah. Link, is Impact, that right? yeah. yeah. Impact, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go right, do you know what? Do a quick, quick shout out, because every time Dave Carnell's name's mentioned, I always feel the need to say this. Criminally unknown, he's passed away now. Wonderful guy. You know, his mm. son, Daniel, just got his brown belt. Right, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah, wicked jiu-jitsu Well, guy. it was really strange because as I moved forward through through, uh, through a few years, um, obviously, uh, see through Dave Carnell, everyone kind of, you know, I had the 
honour to meet him a few times and chat to him. Jeet Kune Do is where it moved from me, from just the physical stuff and the fighting to kind of the philosophy. I was a big Bruce Lee fan myself, yes. so picking up the books, the magazines and things like that. And then I was really surprised to read in Martial Arts Illustrated or something? Yes. Is it still about martial arts? No. no. Well, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shout he, uh, out to Bob Sykes, eh? There we go. That he, he'd, you know, he'd done the humble thing of putting on a white belt after all these years and he was into BJJ. So it was interesting to hear. And then, yeah, so and in between there and then from Jit Kundo, I spent a few years when I was about 15 considering, you know, really convincing myself I was a Shaolin monk. Really? So I trained with the monks for a few times. That was Did the experience. Yeah. Oh, man, I was so deep in the Shaolin monk thing. Man. I was so deep. Shaved in the head? The, yeah, everything. With, you know, the bricks in the back garden. and Oh, wow. Because there was a, actually a Shaolin monk that brought Shaolin over to the UK. So that's uh, Shifu Shi Yanzi down in London. Yes, I remember There's it, yeah. a Shampo- Shaolin Temple UK. I think it's still about. I should imagine it is. Uh, man, that was my pilgrimage every once a month down there. And wow. I was training over in Birmingham. He'd visit, in Bir- visit Birmingham every so often. Walking uh, the eightfold path, man. It's it, oh, man, it was, it was... I was you know what? I nearly got those candles blown out with a fist. I thought Did I was. Ya? I thought I was manifesting some superpowers. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I went. I went travelling. I always always wanted to do something. With hitting the pads a little bit. You know, I was really keen on competing when I was younger. Uh, I did a lot on the light continuous circuit. I really enjoyed that. But as you get older, you find girls, your work yes, commitments, yada, yada, yes, yada. Yes. We've, we've definitely heard that story before. So fast forward straight, I finished traveling, uh, done a bit of the world, tra- tried to tra- uh, train everywhere that I went. 2010, um, I'm working in retail. Our good friend, our mutual friend, Carl Holmes, walks into the... Yes. Sh- uh, to Carl. He Carl in, in, yeah. He's wearing a jujitsu t-shirt, so I ask him a little bit about that. And I think, I really want to get into this jujitsu thing. Where the hell have I got to go for this? And lo and behold, Simkin Martial Arts Academy, <laughs> half a mile away from my home. Really? I, uh, I step up into there. I always remember, I'll go up those, uh, i go up the steps. I see Neil. Neil's a bit of a, ca- where we are, he's a bit of a local celebrity anyway. Oh, Jesus. Right? Uh, the cauliflower areas definitely do the talking for him before you meet him anyway. And uh, he's just got a big, warm smile. Bit of an intimidating character, I suppose. I always say this to him. If you don't know him, he looks, oh, you know, the shaving head, the tattoos. He's the only guy I know who is only, is only like a week later after someone's met him, they turn around and go, you know he's the tallest short bloke I've ever met. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. And I went, it, it, well, when I say you, Mick, you're a short guy. And I'm like, I don't think I'm short. I think I'm an average guy. Me and you are average, you're average height guys, right? Yeah. But but then they go, but he seems like he's six foot tall. But then we look at him and they go, he's shorter than you, yeah, isn't he, Mick? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but he's a bit of a force Character, of nature. Right? Yeah. yeah, you know, and he is. He's... he's He's something else. I, I always remember, I went up there, I said hello, I said I'd love to train. And he just, he just a big smile, he said, you better go and speak to the boss, who's his wife. Katie. Uh, Kate. Awesome. And they're yeah. both, of, uh, fast forward a few years, so my training, as you know, I mean, we're training partners, I suppose, primarily, but I'm the very laxy-daisy with my training. <laughs> Don't call However, us a comeback. <laughs> martial art, yeah, never, Sean 7.0 is going to return in 2018. <laughs> but martial art's always been, it's always been the kind of, it was what I grew up with as a kid, I suppose, and like that was my big passion. It is my big passion still, but not necessarily always the physical aspects of it have led me to be where I am. Definitely with my confidence. Yeah. Definitely with, you know, sometimes where you start to think into things. And, I mean, I've met fantastic people, all the main people in my life now. And over the recent years, I've been through a lot of kind of deep and changing things. They're all martial art based. And those are real, you know, it really brings you together. My best friends, you know, I mean, look at our professor, Neil Simkin. 
one of the most influential people in my life now. Yeah. You know? um, Same here. I, I mean, I've just spent the whole of my Christmas with Neil and his family. Neil and Kate. He's, you know, Charlie and Buddha. They're my brother and sister, you know. Yeah. And you, hey, know, you went on holiday to America with them. Family holidays <laughs> there on there, uh, Christmases, and you know, and yeah. Well, that's my martial arts kind of thing. But what I gain from martial arts is a lot more than just the the punching, kicking, and grappling. Is, yeah. Is is, is, is my, I, I want to get you on something here, and I'm a confident guy because I've created this. Mm-hmm. The persona that I am now isn't the person I was supposed to be. Exactly. But I, I didn't want to have a life of mediocrity. And a um, little bit of fate, a little bit of happenstance, a lot of hard work, and I've made me who I am today. But you're one of the only people that I know. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. One Christmas, I met up with Sean Robert Harvey, and he was wearing a purple velvet suit, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Some Vivian Westwoods. Yeah. And you'd bought a load of raffle tickets. And you were, <laughs> and we can't do can't do the mime because it's, it's, this isn't a visual thing we're doing. But you were... You were Flapping it around like you were at a strip bar throwing money at hookers or yeah, something, those right? Raffle tickets, yeah. Those raffle tickets. But you're, you're a larger than life character, and how did that come to be? Good question. I really, I really kind of uh, something that you just said there where you said I've created this really uh, rings true with me, innit? How? I don't know. I wish because, you know, if, if I could kind of articulate that, I'd probably be a millionaire now, yeah, right? Yeah, but a little right in the book, yeah. Yeah, some, some, of the, some of the ideas behind it, though, really, because it is, uh, everyone always asks, even the job that I do right now, I think I'm, I'm very successful at, uh, in my job role. And a lot of the time, that's because of the confidence I have. I, I basically speak for a living, right? I, yeah. I, I, I talk for a living. And everyone's like, oh, you're so confident. And I, I've... I keep on trying to get through to people that this isn't just a kind of you're not it's not something that you are born with no confidence is the one thing I've got some nephews and a niece right yeah. Quinton, Dexter and Reagan and if I can instill one thing on those kids it would be confidence right I yeah. think that getting confidence and having confidence and portraying confidence is a life changer now how again I think a lot of the things you have to look at your upbringing and one of them is through martial arts definitely We've all, you know, I've uh, going through when you're a little nipper in the classes and you're dealing with there, you're dealing with one of life's difficult situations, somebody at the other end of, that wants to beat you up and he's exactly. training hard to learn how to kill you, right? And it's, your, it's the ultimate human interaction. Yeah, definitely, because it's so raw and primitive in its nature, yeah? Especially when, they, when, you, when you haven't got the skills and don't know the rules. It, yeah, when everyone says, oh, when I first started I was really scared and you're like, nah. A year into it, when you know the rules, you know the capability of the person in front mm-hmm. of you, and then you realise your shortcomings. Yeah, that's when you should be getting scared. And, and do you know something? This is like to to go back to your original question: how and to link that into what you've just said. I, you'd be surprised how many people I know that are total polar opposites of you and I, both yeah. very similar characters. We've said this many a time, Definitely. right? The confidence, like to get people, uh, you know, laughing and joking and having fun. But the amount of time I've seen people who are total different. To you and I, but when they're on the mats, the confidence comes shining oh, through, you know, and very Jesus. confident, and they're they're a different person. Um, and I just think a lot of it comes through to you just interacting with people because we've got to understand. And you may have read this on a few of your Instagram feeds, all the lovey dovey quotes and stuff, but we're all blagging this, right? Oh, mate. we're all blagging life. No exactly. one knows what's going on. I just know. I wouldn't always call it confidence. I just call it a desire to have fun at it yes. and to laugh back at it because. No one knows what they're really doing. No. And um, I'm just the one that will turn up and say and say that and say, none of us know, but let's have fun. Hey, 
the one thing that I know, it doesn't matter if you've got a Range Rover or a clapped-down car or the having of things doesn't mean anything, but what everybody really is pursuing is happiness and to have fun. And if I can be a kind of orchestrating that a little bit, then so be it. Well, you see, this is, I always, this is the thing that I, I, yeah, I sell all my classes on. Yeah, yeah, this is one reason why I am successful at what I do is, oh, can you make me functional? Can you teach my... Like, the, my favourite line is, I want you to harden my son up or I want you to harden my kid up. And I'm like that. What, you think the world needs more hard people? <laughs> really? Yeah. I think wow. we need less. Powerful, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't need that. I said, oh, I don't work in that. Yeah, well, you know, I want them to be more confident. I said, yeah, you'll get that, but that'll be a byproduct of what yeah. we're doing. I, the commodity that I deal in is happiness. Yeah. Because for two hours or an hour and a half, or an hour, you go into a room where every single person in that room is happy to see you, and there's a, the, the baseline is already set. There's a hierarchy already set. This is why MMA is great at the moment, but it'll always be an individual thing, yeah. and it isn't great, I don't think. I don't think it's great for the, for the betterment of society, because mm-hmm. if you're part of a group, then if there's areas that you have shortcomings in, let somebody else take the heavy lifting on that, but you keep up your half of it too. Mm-hmm. It's like a marriage, but it's a marriage like with 30 people in the room. Yeah. And you just get something out of it. You know, you you, you see people achieve and become what they were yeah. supposed to yeah. be. You know what I mean? And that, Hugely. That, yeah, you see that there's a magic moment where you look at someone and you go, that's what you were oh, supposed to. Yeah. Now you know what you were born to do, right? And yeah. they go, wow, really? Oh, yeah. But it was just an armbar. Yeah, but yeah. what got you to be able to do that armbar, be able to get you to something else? I life, think right? I think maybe we're looking at it from a bias angle because of, you know, martial arts is the platform that we use for that. But I think anything that someone goes to and knows nothing and then they find them, you know, through just practice, it is only practice, but of the development people, a big endorphin kind of release is development and progression. And I think that martial arts is one of those tools for that. But then as well, you are a big fear in society is getting beat up. And yes. if you're kind of walking around thinking, maybe I haven't got to cross the road away from that guy that's there just to avoid him or, exactly. you know, maybe, you know, I think in the old days, years and years ago, when we're trying to punch out candles and stuff, how effective is that going to be in a in a fight? Yeah, you're going to struggle, right? But I'm yet to see a rear naked choke kind of uh, be questioned. You know, exactly. We've we, we kind of managed. It's all happened so quickly now, and now we can all confidently. We're not wearing Chuck Norris kind of what were those elastic Action jeans. We're not wearing Action those jeans, now, are we? Yeah. But what we are we are aware of is that. Stuff like jujitsu, it works. We've kind of sifted out a lot of things and you're going to get a lot of confidence from that in the face of what could be a scary situation in society at its primitive nature from day dot, which is getting beaten up. But you see, you've just said, you said there, yeah, Bruce Lee, one of his famous quotes was, martial arts is a vehicle for personal development. Yeah. And yeah, I, I still maintain that it could be fly fishing. Uh, it could be flower arranging. Anything that you have to spend a certain amount of time at to excel at. First of all, to be competent at, then to excel at. And, you know, there, there's certain things where it, when it's a solo pursuit, yeah. it's one of those things. What, what we have is, first of all, again, jiu-jitsu is... Yeah, I, I, it sounds like I'm ragging on MMA a lot, but the problem is with that MMA, I don't think it gives... I, I, it hasn't caught up mm. with the philosophical side of it. No. Jiu-jitsu certainly has, because jiu-jitsu... Depending on where you train that, it'll be steeped in a tradition. Yeah. Right? So you've got that. Then more importantly than that, the, to, to get good at it, you immediately have to cooperate. Mm-hmm. So what you do is we learn, mm-hmm. we cooperate, mm-hmm. then we contest. MMA, 
you don't even learn. You go in the first day there, you're contesting. Yeah. And, and, and that's why they have the dropout rate. Something I'm really surprised, and I need to go back to what you were saying just there, but just to round that off, something I'm really surprised at is I see very little of kind of people learning technique in MMA gyms. Now, I don't do they, so I don't go to nah. loads of MMA gyms and stuff, but friends who've kind of, that I've kind of spoke to and they say, yeah, I might try this out. They go to an MMA gym and they're kind of like sparring so quickly and stuff. <laughs> And not being able to, like, hold... I mean, footwork used to take us, kind of like... You'd work on your footwork and your guard for so long, you know, and... It, 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 well, the thing is, they, they, there's no insurance goes, policy. No, it's I don't know. And I can't profess to even know anything about the realms of how... But I'm just intrigued. Do, do, do they just get in there and then they... They, they just have a go. Yeah. What, yeah? They have a go. I think just that's have a go. Goal, right? Yeah, yeah, they just go and have a go. Yeah. It's like there's... I might as well just throw this in here. It's a, it's a line I use quite a lot. Yeah. Our mutual friends... The one and only, and he is legendary, Richard Edwards. Oh, one of the Professor coolest Richard, guys. Yeah. One of the coolest guys you'll ever wish to meet. And he is one of those guys that when he talks, listen, because yeah. he doesn't say a lot. But when he does, everything that comes out of that guy's mouth is a gem, right? Yeah. yeah. And famously, him and Chaz and the boys yeah. went over for, on holiday, didn't they? And oh, he, yeah. he managed yeah. to, he, he got to roll with Conor McGregor. Not, this was pre fame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, that that was really strange. I went over to Portugal, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so sorry to interject. No, but go, just, go. They, they kind of um, yeah. They went over to Portugal to train. If if Rich Edwards, <laughs> Professor Rich Edwards, as he's rightly earned yes, the title, yeah, definitely. If he goes away, he's. I've said it a few times. You want to go away for a weekend or something, and it's all where we're training. You know, that's his mindset. Yes. I take it so much from that guy. And then um, yeah, they bumped into this. They, I remember him messaging me. You know, and he said. Uh, he says, yeah, I bumped into a UFC fighter and I thought, oh, this is a problem with the UFC. You know, all these names you've never heard of. Oh, his yeah. name's Conor McGregor. I check him out. Okay, he's had some success. I'd never really... And then, wow, you know, yeah, well, five yeah, years, yeah, five and years and later, and he, you, he rolled with him. Yeah, and he rolled with him, him, rolled yeah. with him. And it was like... And Rich, Rich would never say it. But, uh, yeah, because I said to another friend of ours, Chaz Hendry, I said... Because yeah. Chaz says, oh, we met one of your boys... And I was like, what am I going? He goes, yeah, Conor McGregor, Irish guy. And I went, yeah, he fought my mate, Dave Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they did he goes, right. train with him. And I went, really? How'd that go? And he goes, Rich had him. And I was like, what? Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, different league. And uh, Rich was like, no, no, you know, and Rich being Rich was like, no, no, he had some good stuff. And I said, did he have you in trouble? And he went, no, nah, not really. But, you know, because Rich would never... Rich will never say anything bad about anyone. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, this is how humble he is. Even now, Rich doesn't ever uh, bring that up, you know, and stuff. He doesn't, no, no, you, know, you have to say, you have yeah, to mention yeah, you it. have to know it, and then uh, yeah. and then you have to ask it. But um, a nice little story for them. But I wanted to, what you said there, you were saying about like the individual pursuit and stuff like yeah. that, and just to link in, you know, the, the martial arts thing was, I think that's a big thing. Is uh, with anything, and I don't know whether. Prematurely going down the rabbit hole, no, me. No, I'm ready, it, right? man. I'm ready to throw you know, the parachute on. The big, the big thing for me is kind of. Um, I, I struggle to articulate it. Well, I don't want it to be like development, but just kind of. I think there's a lot of us carrying around a lot of baggage that no one ever wants to kind of declare, right? Yes, in, exactly. In, and, and it's all in the mind, yeah. As a, as, as males, especially. More so. More. Definitely, right? there's no clearly defined role for a male these days. Oh, because I think traditionally you would never ever mention these things or these taboos and stuff. But there's a, um, you know, there's a lot going on. But I think one of, one of the ways to kind of always keep on a steady track and a steady path is, you know, a lot of people will just say, oh, martial arts got me through or even piano playing or whatever it may be. Yeah, fly fishing, as you said. Yeah. I think it's more about defining and having some sort of purpose, right? 
Exactly. And I, I'm not I always, I can't say always, but I'm kind of really keen to develop, <clears throat> look into these three pillars. And one of them is kind of defining a purpose. And that's why martial arts, I think, no matter what level, I mean, I've seen many a time on a, on social media, your classes and stuff. And when you're teaching a, yeah. you're teaching a technique and the one thing you'll see is if you look around, not to look at you, is to look at the smiles on the people's faces around them, do, right? Do you, know, do you know what? I've got to stop you right there, right? Friend of mine, Takashi Yuchino, right? Mm -hmm. Takashi has 5,000 students in his Osaka branch alone in Japan. He has a TV show in Japan and he lives in Beverly Hills, right? This guy, you'd love him, man. Wow. I swear to God, he turns up and he'll have like a pair of Gucci loafers on. And then <laughs> he has his own clothing brand from, oh, that's, from, Adi, from Adidas, yeah. really? Adidas Japan, yeah. And he, what he does is he sells it first. He has T-shirts in English which have good feeling because Jap Japanese people, they love the kanji in that. But we're like, you know... What's a kanji? Kanji, kanji is the, the language, isn't it? So it's the way that they do the calligraphy. Okay. So, you know, when you see... Remember years ago when you see a girl and she'd have a name, name written in Japanese <laughs> on the back of her neck, right? You know what I mean? Or the tram stamp, right? I've but, seen but, a few. He, but he's turned that on his head. He's turned that on his head. Right. So what he's got is... His biggest selling T-shirt is called Good Feeling. And it's written... And like half the... Ja especially young Japanese, they can't speak English. They, they just mm -hmm. haven't bothered learning it. But Takashi was, you'd love him, like, without going too far down with him. Takashi learned maybe 20% of the system from Rick Fay yeah. and then went back to Japan. Apologies to any Japanese, yeah, the Japanese guys won't, they'll, they'll just go, yeah, we are. Uh, but, uh, you yeah, karatekas and judokas yeah. and stuff. The, the one thing you'll always find out about the Japanese is the Japanese do believe that they are. I don't want to use the term master race because it sounds like a Nazi, but they do believe that they're mor they are morally and spiritually superior okay. because they're, they're very, very civic-minded mm -hmm. to the point that they're almost racist, right? <laughs> and Takashi went over there teaching a Filipino art, yeah. but he stripped away. There was no mention of the Filipino art, and he had it where they were just working out. And uh, he said to Rick Fay once, he said, I knew I was going to be a success. And he went, why? He said, because after every class... Don't look for the sweat. Look for the smile. Ooh, okay. And you're just like, yeah. And that's mm. his whole thing. He always, Takashi always says, look for the smile. And that's the one thing that I have, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, I, I don't care if people want, I don't care if they can even win an argument. Man, people, people win are, at life. yeah. I think you got to look at, if you look at your kind of parents taking in their, their, their kids, how many martial arts schools are about? Long. And the kids running around with black belts on. Now, how many of those are black belt martial artists? But if the parents sees the kids having fun, and if they're having fun for, you know, those two hours a week on a, you know, two hours a day on a Monday and two hours on a Wednesday or whatever they're training, yeah, the parents will pay it all day long, you know. And, Definitely. But, and and let's forget the money thing. It ain't the money thing. It's the it's worth the kids going there for. If you're if you're selling, uh, you know, a bit of a release and some happiness, then then cool, yeah. Well, we got well, yeah, but you see that the thing is, you've got the you've got this thing right now where it's social interaction. What me and you can do, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm yeah. There's well, I'm not being big headed about it. There is. I've never walked into a room and felt overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or if I have, it's lasted for thirty seconds, yeah. and then I've gone boom. Yeah. It's a Mick Tully show, right? So, I don't have that. But what I do have is. I, I look at people and I'm just going, right, I can help instill a little bit. And once people, once people know that you believe in yourself, you can sell them anything. That's, yeah. that's the one thing. Yeah. I want to get you back on the three pillars, man. Yeah. Oh, so the three... Yeah, so uh, the three pillars are d definitive of purposeness. Now, just to, to kind of 
pull back on, onto this a little bit as to what, what uh, you know, the why, I suppose, is I'm really, I've spoken to more and more people. You'd be surprised if I kind of mentioned some names, but the amount of people that say, you know, hey, I've got issues with this or I've got issues and, you know, it's all about the mental state, I think. Now, yeah. I don't know enough to even talk about such things as whether it's depression, anxiety and all these, but what, I, what I'm really interested in is kind of, the maintenance of good living, right? Or whatever. What, yes. was that? what was that phrase? It's good feeling. Feel good. Good feeling, good feeling yeah. yeah. Something like that. So the three pillars that I work a lot with, and this is not my kind of, uh, my theories. This is all just regurgitated stuff, you know, that I've pulled together. I spend a lot of time reading into this and kind yeah. of putting it into the Sean kind yeah. of, you know, way. So number one, definitive of purposeness, I think is really important. You've got to have some, you've got to have something that, is for you, and I really believe that it should be only for you, not a, not not a, something that you do as a couple, or not something that you do with your your son or your brother. You know, it's for you and only for you that you're gonna that's gonna you're gonna want to get up in the morning for because yeah. you know what the hardest part of any day of mine is getting out of bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you've got to have something that makes you smile. And martial arts is definitely going to have been yours. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And I could say that about a lot of people. I'm, hey, I've only really been thinking about this stuff really over the last year, 18 months or so. And um, I'm still figuring out mine, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two is, for me, another great way as well of just changing your mindset is uh, gratitude. Showing gratitude. Uh, just being grateful for what we have got. You know, I think we've all... If, if I can address the listeners for a second in a real non-patronising way, but if you are listening to this, your life is good. If you've got the means of being able to listen to this, Too right, you're man. living a good life, man. <laughs> and I don't want to go all hippie and because... If you've that, got a roof you know, over your head, you know where your next meal's coming from and you're warm and you speak English. Well, so you know you're, what? You're, you're good. You are well. good. And hey, I, there's many a times I need to, I'll need to play that soundbite back. So many times in my life, because I don't believe it sometimes, you yeah, know, in my dark yeah. hours. But th- that is the actual truth, I suppose. Is um, And you just got to be grateful for that. And everything that you're striving, it doesn't mean to not to strive to get any more, um, whether that's material objects or achievements or whatever. But it's about being grateful for what you have got and what you've got around you. Um, and if I can just develop that idea a little Go bit more. It. So I don't know if this happened to me very recently. Mick, I, I haven't... Because of the Christmas period, I haven't seen you as much as I like. Yeah. Well, in situations where we've been able to yeah. talk properly. Uh, Mid-December, my dad has a car crash on the M6. Wow. Writes his car off. Now, uh, we've managed to get the dash cam behind him. Thankfully, he's, he's, he's well, he's good. All right? he's, he's truly kind of banged up. In the, he, he's, he's saying at the moment, everyone's asking him and coming round and expecting him to be slinging in the air. Yeah. And so, it's not like that. He's, he's, you know, he's banged up. He's, he's good. Yeah. So he has this car crash. The next week, like we tell, my mum finds out about this, and then she'd already saying that she's having some kind of like uh, chest pains, etc. And then uh, it get, you know, the stress on the family. So then she goes to the hospital. Gets. It turns out she's got to have a heart bypass. Oh, all within no, a week, right? Wow. All within ten days. And that's exactly the kind of reaction that they were having in the family. And here's me. I turn around and say, well, hold on a second, because right now. I could be in this house, we're in the family home, I could be in this house now visiting you guys, mum and dad, planning two funerals, you know, like, if I, if my dad had have died on that accident, yeah. that would have, my mum, my mum wouldn't have survived that, she was bad enough just thinking about, wow. thinking about what happened and the footage that we've seen, the dash cam footage, yeah. and I, I would have been planning two funerals, so let's be really happy yes. that one happened, dad survived it, number two, you got to the hospital and find out, you know, yeah. just be grateful for what you've got, gratitude, and you know, like I said, it isn't an, an easy one. 
And then the third one, and it's uh, we're gonna go Eckhart Tolle with this one. It's just Eckhart, one for you, Alpisa. It's just living in the now, uh, as simple as that. It's a hard one to really kind of get to. It's an easy one to say, and an e- uh, and you know an easy one to pretend to have understood, but to live is very difficult. But just to live in the moment, day by day, and I truly believe that anxiety for me, and like I say, that the small doses of that that I've unfortunately experienced are more dealing with the pressure of the future and what have I not got yes <laughs> what have I not achieved right yeah or the stress of the past of what are the embarrassments and what I have done wrong yes yeah the moment is always good yeah so I'm sure that the educated listeners that you've got are kind of already kind of you know this maybe skirt around these subjects at least or really well into it but if not then that's the three kind of things that are, I'm really, the three pillars I'm calling them at the moment is kind of like a, a great base, a great foundation yeah. to kind of like move forward. Well, it's, it's funny you said it because you know the crack yourself. Like, dear listener, you're listening to this. Two shows ago, I was great, but anxiety's kick, kicked in with me a little bit mm-hmm. and I've never had it before in my life. Mm-hmm. And the blood pressure went through the roof and I was just like, oh man, what's going on? And I've, I'm doing a lot of that in the moment. And then when I feel it coming on me, I'm just going, right, okay. That I have two mantras. First of all, it is think good, think good, be good. So literally, it's as soon as it comes in, I just go to the Happy Gilmore place, you know, where you got the woman serving the beer and the, yeah, the midget cowboy on the tricycle, all of that. I just think happy thoughts. And the other one that I say is this too shall pass. Because yeah. I know I know it's going to last for a couple of minutes, and it goes. And I used to hear people talk about it, and I'd be like, pull yourself together. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck. I've had it a couple of times where I've gone, God almighty, I could fucking cry here. And I've, I've been there, I've cried. And cannot work out, cannot yeah. work out what is going on with me. Yeah, I've, I've been there, like, um, I've had them situations, this, and it's so strange, I suppose, and this is why I'm really grateful that you and I are doing this, anyone that knows yeah. both of us, uh, or, you know, all the guys that know what your character's like, and, and, and myself. I suppose people just expect you to be like, oh, what? Well, he's always so happy. He's always so confident. I wish that was the case, he's, eh? He's always got, a, you know, he's always got an answer and stuff. And no, it's... Brother me, there's been times I've been in my apartment, in my briefs, my Calvin Klein's crying, and I'm like, what's going... I don't yeah. know. Well, I have known why at some stage, and I'm just bitching. I yeah, suppose, yeah, just you know? crying, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not bitching because it's very real. And then it's hard to know when to... You know, a lot of the kind of the Buddhist kind of uh, mindset is like you're not your emotions, right? You are yeah. you are not your emotions. They're emotions. They're, they're not you. And then we can we can move into like the ego idea of all of that stuff. But fundamentally, you, we've got to learn how to handle these emotions. You know, and yeah. um, that's what I've been working on a lot over the last year. You know. So tell me what you've been doing to work on this because this is going to really help me, man. Yeah, uh, cool. So again, I. The disclaimer at the beginning would be I'm by no means kind of in control of all this shit, you know, yeah. but I'm I'm really happy to kind of put it into spoken words so if it, anyone else can get on the right tracks as well as along with yourself. But so, yeah, I try and those three pillars are really important to me. And then I don't want to get too new agey or spiritual with it, but something I think that an instrument that everybody needs to kind of really start looking at in a different light is meditation. Do it. I was yeah. I, literally. I did it today. Ten, yep. ten awesome. minutes in the car. 
awesome and that's exactly banged on the headspace and i was just oh like, headspace yeah, yeah. If, if you're new to if you're new to the idea of meditation or and if you're listening to this and just thinking rolling your eyes you know and waiting for the next gag that mick will know <laughs> no, drop, please just download that app and give you give yourself i think they'll give you a 10 days, 10 days. yeah that, that, that'll be more than enough but by, again you don't need the headspace meditation for me I'm lucky I, I, was, I went over to India and yeah. I actually went to a yoga and meditation retreat and just kind of to get a few more tools I suppose and just having that 10 minutes time of um, reflection really but without anything in, in your mind so it isn't, you're not going to kind of start levitating and you're not going to kind of gain kind of superior powers but what you are going to do is something that you probably haven't done in a long time which is just chill the fuck out while we were swearing yeah, go yeah. For it. Chill the just fuck chill out. the fuck out a little yeah. bit right and just let some time pass without you kind of having anything just having any worries on you and it is achievable just yeah. concentrating on your breathing and giving full focus to one thing which would be your breathing yeah, but do you know what? I I I'll say this now as well. I used to think it was a load of new age shit. Yeah, and I, I was looking at, I was going, Ah, Tai Chi, never do mm. that. And literally, I was listening to a thing on YouTube, and it was just like, literally because I was like desperation. I was like, fucking, mm. get me something now. Yeah, and uh, guys, uh, if you and if any of you guys can do Tai Chi, and I can't do Tai Chi, but I can do a bit of karate and a little bit of mm-hmm, kung fu mm-hmm. and stuff, and I listen to the music. And just do the motion slowly. And it was like Danny Nosanto used to say, as you get older, you want to be able to feel it so you can feel each sinew. Concentrate on your breathing. And the next thing you know, it was like literally, it was like my arms, like, like yeah. I was like showing a fucking man. Yeah. I was like, I started feeling electrified. And I was like, God, and I could just feel myself smiling. And it's the same with the meditation. With the meditation, I just sit there. And it's like you say, it's something that you might not have done for years, which is, do you know what? You're concentrating on your breathing and you're just totally and utterly concentrating on being you. Yeah, that's The, the self right yeah. there. And it sounds fucking new age. And three years ago, I'd have smacked my own fucking yeah, head clean yeah, off yeah. for saying yeah. it. But you're there, you're there and you go in, just enjoy the human condition. And I, while I'm doing it, I'm like, how many millions of people mm-hmm. who, have, who have lived wish they could do what I'm doing oh. right now? I, I honestly, I've I heard this on the internet recently. Is um, I'm, I'm really into this, and I heard someone say, "Listen, fifty years ago or something, if you would have heard a doctor would said, oh, go for a run for twenty minutes a day, a lot of people would have laughed at them.'" Yeah. And this guy was basically saying, "Listen, in twenty years' time, we're going to be, you know, meditation's going to be this mm. big thing." I would, I'd love to try to get, and I don't do this every day by any stretch. But do you know what? The great thing is, there's no competition with it. It's just about you, and um, twenty minutes twice a day, and I'm unstoppable, man. I haven't got any. There's no. There's no, no. shadows around me, right? No, I'm good then. But you know, slay your dragon got, and hunt your shadow, man. Yeah, great. You've, <laughs> got, you've got to kind of find. You haven't got. Then, but you know, you ain't got to find the time. But just you deserve that. You do. You know, we all do. You ain't going to be the great father or great husband, wife, mom, unless you're unless you're badass, right? And you've got to kind of uh, you. you you owe yourself that here's one of, bit of here's one time, of my yeah. lines which is brutal I say it all the time if you want to be selfless first you've got to be selfish oh you develop yourself I mean? before and, everything and else I, man because yeah. yeah. you've got to get it straight so what 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 sent you to India of all places oh so that, that, that there was a little bit of luck on my side there um as this last 18 months, as I say, of kind of where I've been dealing with my own issues whether insecurities or kind of just uh, you know some 
demons, whatever yes. it might be, right? So um, one of the things was, okay, I want to take this extreme. I'm a little bit all or nothing for about yeah, six months. Yeah, same as that type A personality. Yeah, so I go, for, uh, I think, okay, what is it? And then India, okay, that would be cool. Go to this retreat. It sounds really good, right, Mick? Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, I hated we, it, man. What, what is this... Uh, I had a little bit of luck. I went over with work. Work sent right. me over to India for a week. I extended my trip. I thought, right, I'm going to go and get uh, 10 days or so, whatever, to, at this meditation camp. We go over to Goa. Um, I turn up there. Yoga and meditation. So I turn up. And this is the bit that killed me the most. Is like, I turn up. I'm very welcoming. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it turns out that like they're pointing at the signs and stuff. No, no speaking's allowed. You know, no, no, oh, totally not totally non-verbal, right? No, non-verbal. So they're giving it all the non-verbal so clues, and you're like, hey, like, how you So my idea was, okay, I'm going to switch off, turn the tech off. I'm gonna, you know, I've got to, I've got to give it hundred percent. And then we're doing uh, some yoga. Some so yoga doesn't. A lot of people think that yoga is just the physical movements yeah. they're the asanas yoga is an umbrella for many things which kind of goes from the physical poses that we all know and yeah, kind of stereotypically yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, meditation breathing uh, exercises and there's all sorts of those which are great uh, and then there's other things which is even kind of like the cleansing kind of uh, nasal cleansing got this little uh, bottle through the one nostril out the other colonics and things like this we get you know but I don't know, what's the word called when you kind of, to cleanse your stomach, you're kind of uh, throwing up, you're chucking your fingers down your throat <laughs> and you're kind of making yourself sick for 24 hours is As the way they that, I'm a, I, I have go. this, I have the Vicks, I have the Vicks stick, I always yeah. have one with me. I've just got myself on Amazon a bottle, a nasal bottle, what it is, you put some uh, a solution of water in there. And you go over and put the uh, really, oh, yeah, and it just cleanses in between. Now maybe I'm buying into something. I'm no, no, no. I, I'm we'll telling see, you, yeah. I'm telling you, Terry Barnett gave me a book years ago called Conscious Breathing mm-hmm. because he could see where I was going, and he was like, "Look, you know, you got to do it." And mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I have it where people start stressing me out, and I just go, "Gonna have to give me a minute." Well, do you mate. know what was interesting with me was when I was in India was I, so I've been to I've been to that stage a lot, and I, that's why I was so keen to get there. I was like, I'm gonna tenfold the experiences that I've had yes what was really interesting was as I was meditating because all you're doing there is meditating and and then the asanas yoga right what really surprised me was I started to meditate longer and longer and I'm like touching like an hour maybe on the meditations which was you know good I suppose if you want to put a time limit on it there's no absolutely zero reason for a time to be put on there but so we're meditating for an hour and eventually I'm getting to that stage but then I start going in reverse and like the demons start coming back man yeah man and like it's like I'm like I'm feeling worse for it Friedrich Nietzsche man staring to the abyss what's this yeah Friedrich Nietzsche always says he goes you're always uh, I'm paraphrasing it because I don't know that it, it, it goes be mindful when you stare into the abyss lest the abyss stares back into you and it's like you can look into yeah. the darkness for a bit yeah yeah but, but then when there's a point the demons will say to you okay you want to face me you want to go face to face with me well here I am well, it's, like, it's, like the old, it's like the old Japanese uh, saying isn't it uh, it's better it's better to what's it it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness okay. and of course everyone's like <laughs> yeah. everyone's like no 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 I've got to look into it I used to say this all the time yeah when people are like yeah I'm going to hunt my shadow and all of that and I'd be like do you know what turn the fucking no, light no, no, no. Listen, pay the gas bill have you there's a there's a, there's a scene in a, one of my favourite films a revolver right yeah man when he uh, really the guy is in the elevator really facing his 
the, the ego's idea of his fear, which is the confined spaces, and he like freaks out. And I just think, you know, I, I wasn't. I'm not speaking to everyone here as some enlightened man at all, right? right. But uh, it was so interesting to. I'd got to this stage where I was, yeah, really benefiting from meditation, and then just that, you know, it started to creep. And the further down the rabbit hole I go, I suppose, you know, like yeah. you say, it's, yeah, the darkness will come and get you back. So it was just really interesting. To be honest, I wanted to run away from the thing. It was, I weren't allowed out. I weren't allowed really? out. Really? Yeah, they were like... Put a lock on the door. No, 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 no. They were like, listen, if you want to go out, you know, I didn't want to go out. I just wanted to go for a walk and see some... I wanted to talk, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like I was... Hey, man, I was about to say, non-verbal, we came in at 40, 42 minutes when you, when you when you mentioned it. And I was like, God almighty, yeah, there's yeah. no way we could do that. No, no, mate. I, I wanted to, to talk, man. And then... Um, but they were like, we prefer you not to. And I was like, the way you've said that... Yeah, <laughs> talk, yeah. Talk. I, 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 get, I, get, I get what we're saying. I had, I had this, right? Over the Christmas period, I took yeah. my wife down to see 42nd Street. Mm-hmm. So we go down... And the show's awesome. And we're having a great time. And I'm with the one person in the world that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. And we're there and we're mooching around. And we go to Covent Garden. We have a great time. We go to the show. We have a great time. And as we walk out of Drury Lane, the wife's like, we'll, we'll have a mooch at Boxford Street. And I'm like, yeah, no worries, no worries. Bear in mind, I've walked to Boxford Street hundreds yeah, of yeah. times. Just literally as I come to the Tottenham Court Road, yep. start walking up, I just felt. But this is the thing, right? Because I've got this neck injury at the moment. Yeah, you've arm, the, yeah you've, I do that even throughout this forty minutes. Yeah, but yeah, but I do. Yeah, but I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of this now. I massage my pectoral mm. muscle, just literally because it it relaxes me. Mm. And of course, I've got this injury, but obviously the injury then feeds psychosis, mm-hmm. which is like there's something wrong with you. And because I've never been ill, mm-hmm. this is a whole new experience yeah. for me. So you know, dear dear listener, if you've ever suffered, right? If you ever suffered with anything. Yeah, that I feel for you. But I was never even born in a hospital. So I've never really been ill right. ill. So, of course, when it hit me, I was like, Jesus, 48 years of age, nearly 49. Oh, I am mortal too. And it is bizarre because it was only until that point that I, I started actually acknowledging my, my mortality. Oh, we're all so going to die. Been, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the number one. And people always say this, but you don't think about no. it. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, wow. So it's the clock ticking. And I remember... I used a phrase that I actually got it off Henry Rollins a few years ago. You know, the, he, like, he was a bit of a punk singer and that with Black Flag and spoken word guy. And he said, when you're coming into the second half of the game, and that was uh, at 50, he goes, when you're coming into the second, and that's a fucking sobering uh, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it is. And then I'm like this, and I've, yeah, I've said for years, you know, I'm a Buddhist, so I don't care. I walk the eightfold path. I'll come back as a monkey, hopefully, and that. And then I'm thinking, but I still need more time. Mm. And then that's it. And that's one of the things. But as I said, I was walking up Oxford Street and I just felt it coming on me and my wife's there and I'm having to pretend that I'm okay. Yeah. But internally, my head's mm. starting to go, fuck, man, calm, on, calm down on your breathing. So I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm okay. And then we, we got back and she said, how are you feeling? And I said, yeah, I'm all right now. And I could feel like it felt like it was almost like a panic attack. And she was like, you all right? And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what I did was, instead of going home, driving up, because you know, then I had to drive up the M- M1 at night, yeah, you know what I mean? Hell, yeah. So instead of, like, I got back and I was like, oh, God, I feel great. And it's funny because when it comes on me, I feel something. But when I feel great, I feel nothing. And it's like properly fucking zen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I've never, I've never said, I've never shared this with anyone. All trust right. me. So yeah, this, this is, is, this is, this is, this is, this this is an exclusive. Because we've had this chat, we've skirted with we've this. We've skirted yeah, this, yeah, but yeah, never yeah. gone to this level. Right, yeah. So of course, I've gone in and it's like, 
I've started thinking to myself, you know, it's everything that I've ever done. Is, uh, is this just all a facade? Mm. Is this a real me? And then I'm thinking, but I walked to Boxwood Street, which is the busiest fucking street in the world yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Christmas time, and I, I didn't lose my shit. Yeah. And it wasn't going so great how, for me. So how are you... Because it sounds there that you can turn... You've, you've managed to uh, find out the way to turn things around real quick. Breathing. Yeah. Breathing, control, getting yourself out of a situation. How, how long in, in time, if you had to, would you say you can... I can, I can turn it around. switch back? I can turn it around in a couple of minutes. Yeah, oh, that's... A couple I think, of minutes. But but do you know what? Because I'm a type A personality, I want to eradicate it completely. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so where's my gratitude? You're, you're kind of a... Uh, <laughs> One of my pillars yeah, is gone at the moment. You want to... Uh, <laughs> You want to be smarter than yourself, sort of oh, thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I heard, uh, we mentioned, you know, Conor McGregor earlier. One of his, he's got, you know, all these kind of, his, obviously, his sayings and things like that. But one, he's really big into the law of attraction and stuff yes. like that, right? I, I really like that stuff too. But one of them was, I forget what he, I think it was when he lost uh, to Diaz. And Diaz, he was like, yeah. I, can, I can beat myself, you know, I'm, I'm better than myself. So that's how good I am. Yeah, yeah. It was a long, I'm paraphrasing that, but I forget what it is, but that's rings true what you've just said, you know. <laughs> Ten minutes isn't good yeah, enough for no, me. No, no, I no. I want to be able to eradicate no, it. The yeah. minute I get it, I want to be able to switch yeah. it off. And I had something very similar when I first stopped drinking when I was 31. Mm-hmm. And I had a little bit of the despair, and that's what got me into NLP. First of all, as human beings, we were not supposed to sit on the couch and eat fucking Cheetos. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to walk 25, 30 miles a day. And the purpose... We were hunter-gatherers. Hunting, yeah. yeah. Right. Tell me, dear dear listener, how many of you guys who have got children have not walked in through the door after getting the fucking takeaway from Domino's like you're the conquering hero? <laughs> Look what I've brought back, <laughs> meat and fire. And we all do it. Yeah. And now it's completely changed. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. You can listen to more shows like this on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is an abrupt audio production. Today's show was produced by Luke Berry. Whoa.